We're dwelling in the desert today, boys. I got somebody special. Vic! Hey, guys, welcome back to uh, Cut Light and Smoke, Cut Light and Smoke Podcast. Sorry, I'm sitting across from a guy I love, and I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not just talking about JB. Uh, and it's fun when, you, when you're, uh, you have guests in here and you're trying to do your intro and you start laughing together, and you can't really get through the intro. So just a couple of notes of, uh, you know, importance. Uh, the Cut Light and Smoke Podcast is brought to you by ZealCigars.com. ZealCigars.com, your number one place to find the best house brands in the entire universe online. And uh, across from me is, as always, my co-host, JB. JB, say hi to the people. What's going on? What's going on? And to my right is a a prophet in the wilderness crying out. <laughs> to my right is a man who had a beard <laughs> way longer than my ego and now is got more of a goatee, you know, in there. Yeah. I am I am talking no 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 less than uh the high desert man himself. This is Vic. There Vic, say it hi. Is. I say thought hi. you were going to say that as you said Vic, and then yeah. you just kind of stopped. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm giving your brain that shout out, bro. I'm giving your brain that shout out. Nice. Well, well Nick, say hi to the people if you could. Hey, everyone. How's it going? So, I, and it, I, I want to say right at the top. Oh, sure. Dude, thank you. Thank you very much. It really did oh, mean yeah. a lot to me that you that you asked me to be on the show. Sure, man. And. Uh, and the topic, I, the yeah. topic, I think, is just awesome. Doing it down to the knit and grit today. I'm, I'm putting on my, my. I got the pulpit in front of me. I got the pastor robe on. I am gonna get more churchy than you've ever heard on this podcast ever. So oh, we're bringing it, man. If, uh, if you guys are uncomfortable with that, this might be the point for you to tune out. But if you are among the brave that walk into the wilderness and uh, take a big axe with you, and the axe is called Jesus, then uh, come with me on this beautiful rant that Vic and I are going to answer some hard questions today about uh, most popular questions uh, asked of Christians in culture today. Uh, and so we're going to take on those questions kind of one by one. I got about three of them, and I'm sure that you can probably ask more on the Gmail, or you might have a comment, question, or even insult about the show on the email. So I'm going to tell you where you go and drop your comments and questions and everything else like that. Go to Cut Light Smoke Podcast. That's Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com, and we'll find you there. But uh, as we jump into it, a couple, a little bit of our background real quick on you, Vic. So tell them, tell them first where they can find you on social media and everything like that so they can find out where you're at. Well, the only place that I'm really active in any sense right now is our Facebook group, which is called Patriarchal Smoke, mm -hmm. uh, which which I started uh, out of High Desert Man and stuff. Yeah. Um, there, there, I've been, uh, I've been sort of formulating and, and uh, planning mm -hmm. a podcast of my own okay. for a while uh, for reasons that we'll get into today. I, I'm, I'm not ready to start that yet, but, okay. but uh, Patriarchal Smoke is a... Um, well, it's kind of what you do. It's mm -hmm. a, it's uh, it, it's turned more into a, a Bible study every Tuesday night, but mm -hmm. but I really want it to be more discussion and and mm -hmm. more um, you know whatever. And uh, so yeah, we we talk about Christ. We talk about um, we smoke good cigars. We yeah. talk about yeah. man stuff and and yeah. you and I are cut from the same cloth, man. Yeah, so. dude. Yeah. So, so I'm 48. How old are you? 53. 53. So we're, we're kind of in the, I was probably a freshman, you were a senior, kind of somewhere around there. Right. And the, would you graduate? I graduated in 93. You graduated in 80, 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was probably in, in, you know, eighth grade, licking your shoes, trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to kiss up, trying to kiss up to you, you know, back then. So, uh, but you're, 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 an, 
you've been through the ringer a little bit, you know, in uh, in life. So have I. Mm-hmm. And I think JB has as well. I don't want to cut him out of that at all. Um, but generationally speaking, I think that the subject matter we're going to get into today and the questions that we're going to take on today um, are probably the most common asked of church people, Christians, pastors, people who claim to know, you know, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, and uh, we're smoking some good cigars. So, but before we go into that, I want to talk about what we're smoking so we can just, because I don't clarify that enough. I just go right in the topic half the time. Uh, I'm smoking Kathy's brand new Maduro. Natural. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is the natural. Okay. This is in the Maduro. This is the natural. Um, pretty good at the very beginning. It's, it's yeah. very nice. Yeah, very sweet. Very good. I, I really enjoy it. It's got, got a little bit of that graham cracker-ish yeah. type thing. It's really good. So, uh, Vic, what are you smoking? I'm a, I'm apparently a lucky guy. I got a hold of a Cocoa Chemist, which I've been wanting to try for a while. And uh, it's... Um, it's cocoa-y, and it's, it? and it's got... It's got, <laughs> I hope so. It's got a bunch of... Uh, uh, well, it's not... A lot of spice, but there's mm-hmm. a there's a boldness there. Okay, and okay. A, a good uh, little bit of a punch to the nose. Okay, it, so far it's pretty darn good. Okay, okay. So that's that. You're smoking. We have some of those hidden. They're off the internet. We don't even sell them here in the store anymore. We've got some hidden because that's the very last blend. We don't have any more whatsoever. The most popular selling cigar we ever had. You'd think we'd have more, but the manufacturer of that cigar actually moved yeah. from Honduras to. Uh, Dominican Republic, so that leaf and everything else that goes into that. So we're trying for a reblend with them. We'll see if that that works out, but it might be a little more of a expensive stick at that point because that stick's only like five fifty. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, five fifty if that. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so it works out. It works out pretty good. And JB, what are you smoking? Storm Chaser. Oh, the Storm Chaser. Okay, yeah. we got a, we got the biblical stick in there too. We got the biblical yeah. stick. Come so. on, man. If we go go this route, dude. Get, I'm gonna smoke the Storm Chaser. Little, little Job thirty nine one there. Little Job thirty nine one. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, okay. Plus, it's a mix of the Cocoa Chemist and the Rhapsody. And the Rhapsody. Two so, of my favorite cigars. Yeah, yeah two absolutely. of my favorite. Cigars. This is one of my favorites, actually. This yeah. this Storm Chaser. It's it's a little bold. It's a little bold. Tell you that much. You got to stand in front of God and talk to God. It's gonna be a little bold. So you know, I'm I know I know for a fact the things we're gonna get into today, guys, are uh, I'll say this. Uh, while I'm educated and have degrees and all that kind of stuff, and I'm sure Vic does too, um, we're just men, you know, trying to make sense out of life and uh, trying to be guided by the Lord and Scripture in the midst of doing that. So um, I, I do want to talk about a couple things before we get into questions. So Vic, you had a YouTube channel, you said, you know, and we yep. talked we talked a little about, I, I was like, I, I looked on your YouTube channel before you came in just to look at stuff, and it was like a year ago since you posted yeah. on YouTube. And I was like, what, what's, going, what's going on with Vic? <laughs> I, I, used to, I see him all the time. I don't see him as much now, you know? So tell me a little bit what happened with that and, and, and why you chose to go a different route on maybe Facebook or something else. Yeah. Well, so the, the YouTube thing was, um, was taking up a lot of time. I, you know, I had, I, which I was going to ask you, do you, you still have my, uh, uh, smoke chest? Your box? Yes. I yeah. Do. The yeah. smoke chest. Yes, I do. Yes, okay. I do. Yes, I do. So, uh, it's, it's up there. It's up there. I, I, I got to a point, something my dad always taught me was, uh, stick with what you know. Mm-hmm. And it typically it was in the, uh, in the topic of, um, investments and, and stuff like this, but he, he just all my life, my, my dad, my dad's lessons were driven into me by repetition, mm-hmm. the things that he said a thousand times and stuff and stick with what you know. And, and there came a point where I was like, you know, I can I can really make this thing take off and I and I know I, I've got some plans I know what things I want to do and stuff mm-hmm. but stick with what you know I God 
has had a very, very strong presence in my career mm-hmm. that, I, that is undeniable. Mm-hmm. And so there came a point where I was like, okay, there, you know, this thing has caused some issues in, with my wife and stuff mm-hmm. and, and some tensions there. Nothing's getting between me and my wife. Right. And uh, so, and then on top of that, um, you know, there's the drama and stuff. There, there was different things that were popping up and stuff. And I was like, man, it, just because a lot of these guys follow my channel and you get into, uh, it, you, you go on other guys' shows and, and all this stuff, mm-hmm. I don't want to get sucked into the drama and I mm. don't want to get sucked into this stuff. And, and there was, you know, people say, I don't like being around BSers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when someone says something to me, mm-hmm. And then later on, you try to uh, speak into their life or call them out on something or, or whatever, and right, right, right. and you know then their their real colors start to come out. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> man, okay, that, I'm that's cool. Everyone, do you? But right, right, right. But uh, but I'm not compromising myself for anybody. Sure, sure, sure. That's good, man. That that's good. So you're focused on more on Instagram and uh, Facebook Live. Only Facebook okay, right okay, now. Okay. Yeah, in, in Instagram. Okay. I think Instagram is the devil's playground. So I dropped yeah. that a couple of years ago. Okay, okay. And and it just because it's I know people need to do it for business and stuff. Sure, 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 yeah. But it's 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 vanity and it's just craziness. So and I was like, man, I, I got a side note on that. Okay. Hit me. If you if you have the opportunity to talk to somebody that lives in another country like China or Japan. Okay. Ask them what their TikTok looks like versus what our TikTok looks like. Really? China's, I'm sure China's, China's TikTok really... is 90% educational material that makes everybody probably a little bit more, like, it's kind of funny because my wife will say like, oh, I learned this on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. But like, how many other videos did she go through before she found something that she learned? Right. Right. And there, there's a big, there's a big thought behind that because. Uh, That's interesting. That, that they yeah, gave, they it's gave more America, educational, basically. They give America, you know. TikTok to make us feel more stupid and dumbed down, you know, because they wanted to, they wanted us to be just entertainment oriented versus like education oriented. While they're pushing yeah. their people in. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. It's kind well, of interesting. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. horse. Yeah, yeah. They want us to yeah. shut up and dribble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do your fun dances, do that. Make some fun stuff. Look cute on TikTok. Look cute and everything like that. We're going to educate our people. You guys can be. The now dumb, who, dumb who they is a whole nother conversation. We're not going to get into that today. <laughs> But yeah, they, they definitely just want you to CCP, shut. They, they want you to shut up and dribble and sit in your couch and be happy CCP. with where your life is. It's a communist. It's a communist regime. That's what it is. That's who it is. I don't care what you. I don't care what people say. I don't care what you. You can like it or not like it. You got a TikTok. I got a TikTok. I'm not worried about it. My point is, I ain't got no TikTok. You know, I do educational stuff on TikTok. That's why it doesn't go viral. You know, <laughs> I'm not entertainment oriented. So I'm, I'm an educator. It's so. gonna get tens and tens of views. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's gonna get tens and tens. I got 20 <laughs> views on one video, bro. Be careful. You know, so I think I think also that 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 plays into I I really think in social media and we can have this conversation a little bit before we get into what we're talking about in social media. It's really interesting because um, as as outgoing as I am and as 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 misunderstood as I am, as far as like being on, you know, like Mm. TV Bradley or, 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 you know, podcast Bradley. Uh, there's a real deep streak in me that that goes towards serious topics, serious matters, um, uh, maturity, particularly seeing young men mature and grow mm. uh, and not be stuck in this, you know, eighth grade mentality of manhood that I see constantly today. 
Um, I, I think that, you know, in American culture today, people like that see you as an old fudder daddy. They're like, oh, you just want me to grow up and stop having fun. You know, I'm saying like, well, I need you to grow up and mature so that we can actually do something productive. Right. That's that's the thing. Amen can, to that. You can actually impact culture. You know, that's the whole that's the whole point. And so, but I'll tell you this much: the guys who are the eighth graders running down the halls with their hair cut on fire, they're going to get more attention because that's easy to watch, and you don't have to do anything as a result of that. But when you watch something and it calls you to an action that you have to change in your life. That is very, very difficult to watch when you look at something and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're talking about something that's a serious issue. Also, I think that's why certain podcasts are, are broadcast or top, taken to the top because they are talking about serious issues. They are talking about some stuff that's serious issues. And there's also ones that are entertainment oriented. They're taken to the top as well because they make fun of serious issues, you know, if you would. So I think that that's one of the reasons. But I've, I'm very comfortable being, you know, a, a, a guy that – you know, gets tens and tens of views or even call it, you know, say <laughs> I don't my, see my, my validity and my value and worth isn't wrapped up in people liking me or, you know, people watching our videos or anything else like that. My business is, but not my value and worth. So my value and worth is outside of Zeal Cigars, is outside of Vic's opinion, Justin's opinion, or anybody else's opinion of me. It's all, it's, it's always, it's already demonstrated 2000 years ago on a cross for me. So, I mean, my value and worth is found in what Jesus Christ has done for me, what he says about me. So I'm not worried about what anyone else says about me. Right. But that also that also affects how I how I treat people. So uh, when someone says, you know, I mean, if you just did this, you get you know so many more views. I'm like, well, that compromises some things I believe. So I'm not going to do that. You know, that I, kind of thing. So, I'm listening to you, but you're okay. You're okay. B- Bixby keeps popping up here on my phone, and it's pissing me off. And you're I'm okay, trying, man. Good to, to do your thing. Well, well, JB, so let me ask you, because I haven't told you, I told you a little bit of what we're going to talk about today, but, you know, when it comes to people asking, you know, Christians, you know, hard questions, you know, whether it's about the Bible, whether it's about other things like that, uh, you know, and Vic having kind of a Bible study that he does on that. So if you were to take a, just a, a cursory overview today, you know, of, of culture, what do you think are the big questions facing Christians today in the culture? You know, necessarily to you, to you, JB, because you mean you're, you mean questions for Christians specifically? Sure. Yes. I think the number one question is, what's the state of the church and where is it going from here? Right. I think that's okay. number one. Right. Okay. Okay. I think the other one is. What, is so let me ask you a question. Let me, let me yeah. unpack that a little bit. I need you to unpack that for me because why is they, that the number one? Yeah. Question? Do they really care? Do they really care? If they don't, they should. Okay. Okay. So that so that's you're saying the younger generation, let's say the millennials. Yeah. They. If they don't care, then they should, and they're asking that question: What's the state of the church, and where's it going? Yeah. Okay. And I, I think, I think there's, and and, you, and the reason I asked why you specifically said Christian specifically is because I think there's a lot of other people out there, right, that, that do need to see that. But mm-hmm. I think, and I put myself into this category too, right? Of mm-hmm. like, I feel like my generation specifically, you're there's a really big like, there's a pretty big mix of people that are are very strong in their faith. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty good mix of people that are um, kind of just floaters. Sure. Right. Sure. But I feel yeah. like I don't know a ton of people in my circle or even through high school and stuff that are not believers at all. Okay. So like, I feel like that's a really small pool. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at it and I see all the people that are, that are, you know, they're Christians or they're believers, mm-hmm. um, probably more on the believer side than the Christian side. Right. Mm-hmm. And not that, not that if you're a believer, you're not a Christian. Right. But you know, you could be a believer and believe in a different religion. Yeah. But, um, so we, we would separate that and say believer in Christ versus right. just a general believer in God. In, in, in right. a higher power. Correct, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a better way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I feel like a lot of that is just because they feel lost because either their their parents were were very heavily brought up in the church and got away from it, mm-hmm. which is the case in my sure. situation. My parents both got away from the church when they had the chance. Sure. Um, or is it just because like culture has taken God and, and, and religion out of society so much that it's not there? And if it's not being taught at home, they're not getting it the way that they normally would unless they go looking for it. Mm-hmm. So that well, that's why I would say... And because of the the state of like some churches now, they're seeing a lot of dirty stuff that pertains to churches, right? So that interest isn't going to get sparked for them to go seek that out as easily. So I think they're asking, what's the state of the church, and where is it going from here? So let me ask you. Let's 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 play conspiracy theory for a second. Yeah. What's the easiest way to completely destroy a country? Oh, you take away the family nucleus, and yeah. you take their belief in a what you so. <sighs> Don't get me going down this. Let's go. So let's go down the rabbit the, hole, bro. The, 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 we got the, Vic here. We're we're, faith, we're sanctified. Let's go. Faith is like <laughs> faith is like a spot in your brain that can't be touched by anybody. Like let's let's just think about it that way. Whether it's factual or not, I don't know. But let's think about it that okay. way, right? Okay. It's a spot in your brain that nobody can touch, right? Mm-hmm. If the government can't manipulate that spot, that faith that you have, right? Mm-hmm. That's scary, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody like you can't. Your faith can't be manipulated. Correct. That's scary because mm-hmm. no matter what anybody else in this world does, mm-hmm. your faith in Christ and your belief in in what happens after your mm-hmm. life on this planet, right, 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 makes it so that you're not scared of that stuff. You're not scared of them. Yeah, you're not afraid. They can't drive you by fear. Yeah, gun to my head. Your uh, fear is driven by the wrath of 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 God and and, and not the which, fear of some guy standing somewhere saying that he's going to do something. Right? Which that is gone because. All God's wrath poured out on Jesus for us, so right. I don't have I don't have the fear of wrath of God. I do have a healthy fear of His discipline for sure. There you go. Yeah. Okay, that's a better Absolutely. way to say it. Yeah. So it's, I, here's the thing, dude. I know it drives some of you guys nuts that are listening to this. I always categorize stuff theologically so you can understand where I stand. So when I correct somebody and I say this is what I mean by this, this is what I mean by this, I, I want you guys to understand where I stand as a Christian, so you guys can go because some some things that Vic and I were saying before we got on here, we hear a lot of people say Christian, yeah, and that's a that's a very broad term. So yep. when I help you define a little bit more, like you know, Bible believing, this is what I believe. I believe that by all means what it says it says what it means. I really do. You believe in the and, Old Testament and the New Testament, of course, one hundred percent. And so I believe in the infallibility of God's word it means it can't fail. The inerrancy that in the original text, not necessarily English text, but in the original text. They're they're absolutely absolutely the word of God and God when He wrote that He because when you believe in the inerrancy and infallibility of Scripture, you don't believe that God grabbed the hand of the guy and then wrote the Bible like that. What you believe is that God like think think of, of Paul and the scriptures that Paul wrote is that when God used Paul, he used his emotions, he used everything else like that because Paul gets a little heated at times. Yeah, I mean if you see Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And the reason we don't have first and second Corinthians and the first and second Corinthians that we do have are really third and fourth is the reason that we don't have those other two things. He probably started out like pissed off at the Christian church Hot out of the gate. Oh, and he was like, you mother, you know, God's <laughs> like, we're not going to let them see that one. Okay. We're not going to, that's probably hot headed, you know? So, but that's what I mean is that God used the disciples and, and, and the people in the Old Testament, the prophets and, and so on and so forth to write. And he used their emotion. He used that and he, and he clarified that very, very well. So the reason but I, I, the reason I correct that stuff and I, I say this is what I'm because there's enough people out there that that hear the term Christian, right, and they go, "What does that mean now?" Because it's so generalized. Because you can be a Christian and be 
that you can be a Christian and hate another race, which is absolutely horrible. Like, for example, that that like racism and Christianity don't go together. They can't. It can't go together. It's impossible. Okay. So like that. That's the that's the thing people say is that oh you're a Christian or if they hear Christian because they've been been manipulated so many many times by whether the media news cycles or something like that. You're a whack job. You're just a nut job, and you're crazy that you're a guy that wants to go out in the wilderness and well, dig a hole and wait for the end of the world. Yeah, what the, the to play the devil's advocate. Sure, here, sure. The problem that the problem that the world has had with a lot of Christians is uh, a lot of Christians have handpicked certain scriptures. Yeah, hate the sin, uh, but don't hate the sinner and stuff. They and they mm-hmm. they they just carte blanche. This I yeah. I, I hate the sin and you're doing the sin so I hate you too. Yeah. And uh, uh, and and we've gotten we've gotten very divisive and I think oh my gosh. I think that a lot of this stems I've told you before mm-hmm. it, it in my opinion it stems from men of God. And let me rephrase that. Stems from men not being men of God as God designed us mm-hmm. and not okay, because I'll tell you one thing that yeah, we're men of society now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Men of, of whatever, all mm-hmm. these different beliefs and, and, and feelings and emotions and everything. You want to know God, you want to know Christ, you get in the word mm-hmm. because you said something a little while ago. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you where you won't find uh, weak Christians or Christians who don't exactly understand where they uh, understand where they are mm-hmm. with their uh, belief and stuff. It's the Christian who's in the word, who's, yeah. who's devoted to spending time, just like I spend time with my wife every day Yep, and tell my wife that I love her and stuff. Mm-hmm. I spend time with the Lord every day and mm-hmm. I say, Father, I love you. I am so grateful for the last 30 years, how I've seen these very distinct moments where you where you guided the path that I was on mm-hmm. and stuff and 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 when you have a man who will get on his hands and knees before God every day mm-hmm. and spend time in the word mm-hmm. that's a man of character that's a man of spine and, with, and a, with a spine. so and what? I've and I've always said that you know um I'm sure the guys that listen to this I've, I've heard me preach in the past the uh Prayer is, is you talking to God, but how you listen to God is through his word. Exactly. Like, that's how he speaks to us today. It actually says that in scripture. It's, absolutely. You know, that he spoke absolutely. in the old days through the prophets, and today he speaks through his son, whose words are where? In scripture, right? So you want to get to know Jesus, don't Jesus go watch Jesus called the word. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. The Logos, right. Yeah, so, I mean, not only that, guys, but, like, so many guys want to go to TikTok or find a cute video to watch or something like that. I'm telling you what, nothing can supplement nothing can supplement your life outside of reading God's word. There is something very, very special about that. Every every Sunday, every Sunday night, I have a Bible study with a bunch of bunch of friends, and uh, spending time in God's word. It just we we read the whole thing together. You know that the chapter that we're going through, we're in uh, Ephesians right now. Um, awesome. So, so it's we read through that and then we go back verse by verse and we do we do. I mean, if you're asking a question, how you study the Bible, I always do it th- this way. First, you first you. Uh, um, oh, geez, how is it? Again? How does it go again? You uh, observe, uh, observe the text. Okay, mm-hmm. then you interpret what what was the saying at Paul and these Christians at this time, and then you apply. Okay, you right. observation, interpretation, application, which is one of the quickest, easy ways of doing Bible study there is. You know, but the observation is, you know, I observe these things and some things can hit your life really quick. Some things take a while to get into. And then the and the um, interpretation is how does this 
interpret in the context of which it was written originally. Okay, and then what are, what are the timeless truths that apply to us today? You know, because there's timeless there's timeless truths as well. So when the scripture was written, it was written at a time in a certain way, and it should be interpreted. <laughs> for that time and that, that context, that's why there are times that like you see Old Testament laws and things like that that don't necessarily apply to this day. But then you see Judaizers that were in Paul's time that came by and he would plant churches and these guys would come in and go, yeah, Jesus is good, but you got to follow all the Old Testament laws right? as well. And Paul was like, what? And he at one point he tells <laughs> them to emasculate them, which is a fancy way of, a, a nice way of saying, cut off their balls and shine. <laughs> And Paul just gets down and dirty with it. So that's that's something, something unique action. Something that God said, yeah, that's okay, Paul, put that in there because he was ticked off at it. You right. know, so and God takes very serious like people manipulating his word for personal gain. You so, know, so that was a big thing. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I have a question for Vic, and it's kind of it's yeah. it's kind of going to spin off of the 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 small little conversation we just had on the TikTok stuff, right? Like that's what they want us to do, right? They want us to be in our phone, spending more time worried about everything else that's going on than spending that time that you're talking about. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So, but I have a question, right? Where, one, where did, where did your, where did your, um, your Christian, like, where did you, where did you begin in your faith? Right. Like that's the first thing. And two, like when, where did you, where did you get, where did you get your mindset of, of that's how you become closer to God? Not, Get I understand that that's what it says in there, but like I got that from my grandfather. I watched my grandfather study the Bible mm-hmm. every day. I watched my grandfather talk to my mother, my grandmother about it. He would then talk to me about it. And then I watched him go to church on Sundays and I watched him uh, before he was a deacon, you know, learn and then come back home and study more. So like that's that was where I learned, like, if I wanted to get the most out of this, this is what I have to do. OK, so. I, you I know, know that's a weird question. No, those are great questions. Those are fantastic. So for a long time, I, I'm actually, I'm actually starting to put notes down and stuff for. Uh, I want to write a book, yeah, uh, something, yeah. uh, something around uh, like uh, the realized testimony. Because for a long time, I did not know what my testimony was. Beca- mm. Because because forget that. <sighs> My whole life, I've never called it your testimony. I don't know why, but I, I know that's that okay. that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. It's a churchianity thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a churchianity uh, thing. Christianese. Christianese, exactly. Yeah, Christianese, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I grew up I grew up in a Christian family. Okay. I, I, I grew up in a dem- demonstrable family, a, 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 a family of example. Okay. So I I I accepted the Lord when I was six years old. Okay, and I have known Christ all my life. Now I went off the rails in high school and everything. I I I, hey, I we liked all, girls a lot and stuff. It's easy to fall away from it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I I I I boast about or or I have a sense of pride about. Uh, I went into the world, not understanding. Now I I my wife now. Who I'm uh, with almost thirty years now. Oh man, is that's awesome. is, is my second wife. Okay, mm. wow. Okay, my, my first wife uh, left, and that breakup and and divorce. Divorce was something that did not exist to me. I had lots of friends that came from broken homes and stuff, but but my parents, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. I've got well over three hundred years of marriage. Wow, among mm. my family and stuff because. Because they work through things, and they and and you don't fall in love, you work in love. 
Mm, oh, yeah. that's such a good word, bro. Yeah. Hey, wow. stop right now, pause it, and go write that down, gentlemen. Yes. That's one of the best things I've ever heard. Absolutely. You don't fall in love, you work in love. That's so great, Vic. Guys, so so wise. That, it's like having Moses on. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was that was the example I had and stuff. And then uh and then I went through uh I went through my divorce and uh and I had a little girl, and I w- I've been a musician all my life. Okay. I was going to be a professional musician. I was going to be a Christian rock star. I, and that's not something I say lightheartedly. If, if, if it was a, in high school, it was if God said, you know, just get through high school. You're going to MIT and Hollywood and stuff, and then it's going to happen. It, it, it was so tangible in my life and stuff. I got this stripper pregnant. And Lord, what the first thing I did was I, I accepted it. I said, what have I done? Mm. And took responsibility. I, I said, uh, I knew I, I married her because I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to try to, uh, be a man about it and stuff, but she was never a woman I would have picked as a wife. And, when I made the decision and I was put, I was put hard, hard nose to the wall by my attorney. What are you going to do? Because you're spending thousands and thousands of your parents' money on this and everything. And here's usually the outcome and blah, blah, blah and stuff. And I sat there in front. Well, my parents stand behind me. My attorney how, looking how at me. How old were you? How old were you? That I was 20, 23, 24, something okay. like wow. that. Okay. Okay. And, and my, um, and I, I just put my head down and, and I said, Lord, uh, this isn't a question I can answer. I mean, to me, there's, there's, it's not even a question that is a question in my mind, but I know what you want me to do. And making that decision at that moment set forth 35 years of witnessing God say, I will take care of you. You prove me. You put me to the test, just as he yeah. says with our tithes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You put me to the test and see how I will bless you. And my life has been so immeasurably blessed. And some people might say, well, you worked real hard. I worked my balls off. Yeah, You, you still have to work. It ain't yeah, free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I went through some hard, hard times, some up and downs and stuff. But... Uh, Man, there's no question that God rewarded me for what I, mm-hmm. yeah, bro, what I did, you know, yeah, bro, and it and wasn't because I wanted the reward. It was just because that's who I was raised to be. Mm-hmm. God said, "You did that. Now, what are you going to do?" Mm-hmm. And I said, I, "She can't have the life that her mom had. Mm-hmm. Her mom, unfortunately, had came from a broken home and everything, mm-hmm. and um, and God rewarded me for it, and." Mm-hmm. So here, uh, uh, f- about 10 years ago, sorry, I'm a little winded on this question, but it's okay. about 10 years ago, I was going through a, a struggle in my faith. I, I was like, man, Lord, I'm, I'm really getting pissed off at you. It's, it just mm. seems like there's this gap between us and I don't, I don't feel you in my life. I don't, what is going on? And I started, I started just, uh, getting in, t- I, I started just. I was looking for stuff in 
in Christian places, Bible studies and all this different stuff. But uh, I said, you know what? If, if, if I am feeling distant from the Lord, it's because I'm not spending time with the Lord. Mm, yeah. And so I got in the Word and stuff, and which is a big reason. Now, I'm not, I'm not against, uh, you know, peripheral right, sort right, of right, uh, right. Bible studies and stuff like sure, this. Sure. But in today's church... There's a lot of people out there that are that are looking for man to answer. Yes. Maybe someone wrote this book with yeah. something I can understand. And yes. Stuff. I tell you what, open that freaking Bible. That open that book that's been here for two thousand years that gave you all the freaking answers, yeah. and you'll find them. Jesus said, "Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open." Mm. We've got bro. a lot of people Preach. who are not seeking or knocking. I think, and that, that that brings me back to why I said what I said about. Mm-hmm. Why I think Christians are worried about like what's the state of 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 things. So well, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Well, I I think well, I'm gonna ask a few questions because yeah, 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 yeah. you, you brought some. That things was a up. big testimony, bro. Yeah, that was really cool. I, your daughter today, you, you still in contact with her? Well, no, my no, daughter okay. and I have not talked for ten and a half years. Okay, and and, okay. and that's 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 a whole other topic. Okay, but, okay, but I I have I have the word of God. Mm-hmm. That I, I know that at some point sure, she's sure. going to come back around and stuff. Right, right, and, right. And, you know, it's it's all good. So right, right. I, I miss my daughter mm-hmm. and everything, and, and things are the way they are right now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not that way forever. Sure, sure. The So mm-hmm. here, here's the here's the thing that I think that you said. Yeah. You know, you said, what what is the, you know, the state of the church? I think what happens is we become such an entertainment-oriented society that somehow— the church felt like you needed to somehow entertain people, you know, in order to keep them or to. There was good intent behind that. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So I think that's, that's one of those, that's one of those things that are uh, intensely uh, hard and difficult, which is great because Literally, a pastor just walked into our place, and he thought he was going to get away without being said hello <laughs> or anything else like that. This is Andy, a good friend of mine. And this is Vic. You've never met Vic before, but nice to meet you. this is a dear friend of mine. Uh, uh, yeah, he said, just do your show, do your show. You know, so. <laughs> um, but uh, my, my desk is right back there. You can go you sit over there. Uh, <clears throat> but in, in, that <clears throat> in that regard, I think what one of the hard things is is that when, when you come from an or- orientation of entertainment and then – you hear something that's not entertaining. Uh, it's a downer, and you're thinking, <coughs> you're thinking, well, then I'm not, I'm not entertained. I mean, that's it's the Gladiator movie. It's it's where is that not why you're you, here? Are you not entertained? Yeah, you know, that type yeah. Thing? And I think I think well-meaning people. I really believe this. I think well-meaning people that are that are in the church today are trying to mix entertainment in with the in with the word in order to entice people to come there, to where like. I know men in particular are very, very forthright and they want to know what the purpose of what you're doing is. They don't want to come there and be entertained. Like, a, for example, worship ministry stuff and, and lights <clears throat> and everything else like that. A guy respects you when you come. In, that's why in business people go, get to the point. What's the point? What's right. A, what's the bottom line? You know, so if the bottom line is, uh, it, it's, it, it's, and it's not a good sell, by the way. Jesus is not a good sell. It doesn't sell well to anybody. It's a come and die mentality versus come and prosper. It's a come. Jesus says, "Come and carry your cross." It's going to be really hard, really difficult for the rest of your life. Christianity uh, yeah, is tough. It is, it, and I think that's that's the problem is that we're trying to wrap it 
with little, you know, little bows and little things like that. And people can tell people often like, Hey, it's, it's, it's great. It's life changing. Is it great? Is it life changing? Yes. But the hardest things always are. I mean, if you guys, if you guys are out there and you work out, it's the brutal workouts multiple times a week, multiple days, days a week, multiple months a year, multiple years, a lifetime that make you into a bodybuilder or a strongman. Right. In the same way, it's like that with your faith and you have to exercise it. You actually literally have to do that. And if you don't spend time in God's word, if you don't pray and if you're not in Christian fellowship with other people and you're not exercising even your spiritual gifts that you have, that that's one of the, I'm, I'm just going to be brutally honest with you. One of the reasons I love the podcast so much is it gives me the opportunity once once more to exercise the 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 gift that I'm giving of just gap, particularly about God, where I, I can't talk as much over there on the videos about it because sure. YouTube demonetizes it and puts and shadow bans us. When I talk about God and cigars, goodness gracious, they'll just take it all the way down to the very bottom. They really? Oh, you're, I've, yeah, I've you're seen a capital it. offense. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, if I had guns and alcohol in there, then forget it. It's all over, you know. ATF and God, forget about it, man. This guy's a good old boy. We're going to put him off YouTube, you know. They canceled one of my channels. Um, so, but but here, I think that's one of the things that um, that's very very important to, to recognize is that we kind of live in this culture, and so I don't think I don't think churches in general are are, are being mean or divisive or anything like that in order to reach people. I think they're doing the best they possibly can with what they have, and. And I'm not sure, and this is where I'm confused, by the way. In, in this in, in this day and age, there's nothing wrong with entertainment necessarily, although it does no. it does d- dumb down something. So when you when you watch the TV, I mean, you you don't do anything more. Your brain doesn't act you know activate any more than if you were just sitting down on the couch and anything else like that. But in discussion, when you're dialoguing back and forth or something like that, or you're you're reading and you're listening and so on and so forth, your brain is so much more active and aware, and then it becomes discipline, and there's habits that go into that as well. So I think that, and by the way, one of the other things that I, I think about church, there's only three places that somebody goes to hear you for 45 minutes to an hour. It's a single dude, and not single as in like, you know, not one married. Gu- one guy up on one, stage. One guy yeah. on stage. Um, for that long to keep people's attention that long. Comedy is the easiest one. Sure. Okay, it's, it's hard. It's yeah, difficult, but you, we know. You, yeah, but you can tell that dude to kick rocks right, and give right. him all kinds of crap. Right, you can heck him. The second one is, is pastoral ministry. Sure. Okay. So I have such a great respect for it in the sense of, like, how in the world do you do, you do that in a entertainment oriented society where they're coming in, tell jokes, make it. And I'm not saying it's not, it's, it's wrong to tell jokes. I'm not saying anything like that, but there, there, there has to be a trust. And I think this is the thing that I missed out being a pastor on in particular, because I was incredibly entertaining, you know? And, mm. and I think what, what was unfortunate that by, by the way, ego plays into that. Every pastor has an ego anyways, you know? And so dying your ego to tell, tell the people what God wants to tell them versus what you want to tell them. Is a very very difficult thing to do as a pastor. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's good man. because you want to you want to you want. Pe- I mean, everyone wants someone to like them. Sure. I mean, I don't care who you are. You don't want people to just hate you all the time, right? And so, like, but there there does have to be a thick skin to it, to where you're you're ex- exposing God's word, you're expositing God's word, and you're you're explaining God's word in a way they can understand, and if need be, have entertaining stories along with that. I think that's fine. But it has to come from the word to the word and be about the word. And if it isn't, it's just about your stories. And it was just really cool. To, so they think you're even even more relatable, if you would. There, there's got to be, and I think there is just by nature of, of culture, there's a non-relatability to pastors in, in general because they think maybe all they do is sit around all day and read the Bible. 
you know, and that was not true of me or many, many pastors I know because we work a lot all day. But, well, yeah. to, but to a sense, that, mm-hmm. that, that comes with the territory, right? I mean, yeah. A, oh, yeah. a leader, according to God's word, a leader yeah. is held to a higher accountability. You're, you're more scrutinized. You're more scrutinized by people. Oh, yeah. Especially in today's society. I oh, mean, yeah. the second you step, step on your junk, uh, you know, make a mistake or something. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to just... Yeah, you're ostracize a you and take you're a cut you apart and stuff. <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the just the. If you don't believe that, look at the glee, in in how people report fallen pastors. I mean, it is with a joy in the press when a pastor falls, and it, they they report it with such veracity. Oh, there it is. We knew it. He fell. Oh, there it is. We knew it. Another hypocritical Christian. Yeah. Oh, there it is. You know, and so. They report it with such glee, and then what's what's even fascinating is sometimes we we end up shooting our own sheep. Like those are brothers, by the way, in Christ that made horrid mistakes. Like we haven't, you know. And in the midst of that, we're like, well, yeah, man, shoot Carl Lentz from New York and what he did yeah. with Hillsong. Boy, I would never do that. Did your one better men than you and I have cheated on their wives? Yep. Better men than any of us have embezzled money. Better better men than any, I mean so as a result of that like you're you're thinking through that kind of thing. And so as so when I hear all this kind of stuff, I really appreciated John uh, John from Skillet, the lead singer from Skillet. John Cooper, John I love Cooper. him, man. I, God, I love that dude. He's so good. You watch his um, show? Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. That show is awesome. John Cooper. I mean, huge shout out, to John Cooper. You're never gonna listen to this. You don't smoke cigars, <laughs> you know. But but I mean, I in real in, in in one real sense, when he was asked the real hard question about Skillet and everything happening with the, with the pastors falling and everything like that, he just basically said the same thing that you said. He was like, people are getting away from God's word, man. And we feel like we have to entertain people to, to the nth degree. Right. You know, but I, I feel bad for, for the for the ministry in general because like it's you said where the, where's the church now and where is it going? Yeah. I have no idea where it's going. I don't. Well, well I no, we do have we uh, uh, right now the church is starting to go through the cleansing that Jesus spoke about. Well, sure, sure. And, I see I see that and, aspect of it. And so we're going we're there's going to be I'm so glad he said that. There's yeah. some cleaning up that's going on, but there's also it look, we sin is sin and sin is progressive and right. we know that the 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 more into that uh mm-hmm. time span from when Jesus left things are going to progressively get worse and worse. Oh yeah. And we know as Christians that uh that things are going to get really bad before Jesus returns. Oh, yeah. And and so and and that's not uh, just um, against us. Against us, I mean, particularly against the Christians, world, yeah. the, world, yeah, the, the, the amount Christians. of depravity, yeah. all oh, that yeah. stuff. It's oh, going to yeah. get worse. That's but, part of the second coming is that the the church is just I it's it's almost ostracized from society in such a way that, you know, you can't, regardless of what you believe, when Jesus comes back, you know, pre-millennialism, post-millennialism, um, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a pan-millennialist. I know it's going to all pan out in the end. You know, so, <laughs> so the, uh, but, but the. you saying pan or pan? pan I think you help with the pan-pan thing. Uh, but, <laughs> shout out to Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Uh, but, but here, here's the, here's the crazy thing about that is there's, there's that moment that you recognize, like, like they they thought that was going to happen, you know, fifty years ago because the churches started getting ostracized. Now today, it, it's a weird thing today because very, very, it's very, publicized. very, very few people are talking positive about Christians. Yeah, and it's very, very public. Few, yeah, very few. So here's some hope things that I that I see, which is really interesting. When you see a guy like Jordan Peterson, 
talk about you know Jordan Peterson, you know who that is? Oh yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peterson started talking about the Bible and and the and the on Joe Rogan. Oh, oh yeah. And that was and did you see Rogan? As oh, he's dude. just looking and just like it was almost like he was going to go pick the book up and be, read it, bro. Because because <laughs> hey, check this out. Because Jordan Peterson is an absolute genius, certified. Yeah. Okay, he's a certifiable genius. So if somebody that's smart that that is that is Hawking's like that is that 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 kind of stuff stuff that IQs that yeah, I, generational. I could, we talked about that with once in a, with, once in a with Elon Musk, man. The yeah. generational. Yes. Smart just guys, geniuses, man. He's a little, yeah. he's a little too academic though on his translation. Uh, of course, of the word. makes it harder to understand. Yeah. But that's that's him. Yeah. That's that's who. That's his. Well, that's well, academic, I understand, yeah. but but my 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 point behind that is is mm. that you can read the Bible academically. You hear mm. these people say, "Well, I've read the Bible." Right, right. No, you haven't. You've you've gone through those words in the on the paper. But here, here's the, here's the crazy crazy thing. You you see that interview. Where he's talking about the scripture and he's talking particularly about Jesus, he wells up. He starts crying. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what, man, you can't get around like when you're face to face with like the Lordship of Jesus Christ and who Jesus is and what He did for you. You can't like you can't get away from it. Like emotionally, it just gets you. Like when you when you think about like the, we had that today. The, yeah, what's that? We literally had an example of that this morning. Okay, go ahead. Like okay, so this morning I I have um. I've been kind of stressed out because I'm leaving for ten days, and like right, right. I, I told Brad, I've never I've never worked anywhere that I wasn't easily replaceable. Mm. Not that I'm not replaceable here because somebody could easily do my job, right? But I'm not easily replaceable. No, right? Absolutely. So I absolutely. felt a little bit of stress about leaving. So I I was in I do weird I I do a lot of thinking in the shower, uh, just with the water, <laughs> the audio, the audio. Like that's that's a really meditative place for me. Sure. So um. When I was in, uh, that was the first time that I unselfishly, in a very long time, prayed for somebody. Yeah. And, wow. That's and, awesome, and I man. broke, I broke down in the shower mm-hmm. because of that. Right. So mm-hmm. fast forward to, and we can get into that in a minute, but mm-hmm. fast forward to a couple hours later, I'm here with Brad sitting back here mm-hmm. and we're just, we're just going through stuff. And then he just stops me mid sentence. He's like, can I just pray with you for a second? And like while he's praying, like I started crying while he's praying and he looks at me, he's like, dude, what's up? And I was like, you don't understand, dude. The fact that you just prayed today and the fact that you walked in without your crutches because I prayed for you this morning and it's the first time I've prayed for somebody Mm. since I can remember, like, like unselfishly prayed for somebody. And then, you know, one of the things I was like, you know, give him some strength and, and, and help, you know, help him. You know, not think about his knee so much while I'm gone because he's having mm-hmm. a lot of knee pain. And he yeah. walks in with just a cane and not even a yeah, or, or a walking stick and not yeah. even the crutches. And I'm like, you know, that immediately right there, like, <laughs> how can you how can you not believe? I, I think hey, that man, <clears throat> that is awesome, man. I, I think that I mean, as as we're as we're talking about this, guys, I, I think that there's a couple things going on as you're probably listening. Is you know we're we're having some some deep conversations and everything else like that. So, I. I want to I want to be cautious about our next topic because it's very easy to go down a, a, a rabbit hole of despair and frustration when we talk about this. But I want to give you some hope in this that um, uh, these questions are not unanswerable. Although for many Christians they feel like they are. Yeah, they, they feel like they are. And so uh, I, I want to be finally. I mean, this that that's like an hour long intro. <laughs> so let's let's finally get into the topic. Uh, and I and I appreciate that GB. We we cried together and stuff like that. It's, it's great. So. Uh, and, and, and just the question is, 
do real men cry? I would absolutely say real men do cry and do get choked up at the proper things. No, you should not be crying when you smack your toe. You should be yelling. So that's my that's my thing. So someone says, <laughs> do you cry when you hurt yourself? I'm like, no, I what, get mad. <laughs> what made me bring that up, though, is just like like you guys were saying, just like when when you get overcome with raw emotion like that. Sure. And you're brought to tears, like you said. Like it takes some kind of a man to get down on his knees and willingly give himself away, on like unself, like 100 unselfishly saying, right. like I am, I'm nothing, I'm right. yours. Like, yeah. right. like you know what I mean. So when 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 something hits you in that way, and and you feel it, sp- like spiritually in a way that you don't feel other things, and you get Sorry. hit emotionally, like there's nothing you can do about it, man. And, and, I, and, <laughs> and to just, your and to your credit, man. There is nobody outside of me probably that cares as deep as Zeal, for Zeal Cigars as you do. I mean, this is this is this is the, the, my family might run this thing, but you make it happen. There's no doubt about that. Like, there's you're the one that first creates customers. You're the one that tells everybody. And so that's a that's a huge huge thing for you, you know, to know that. And I mean, obviously. You know, when you're on vacation, I told you, I'm like, I want you to just fo- focus on Hawaii, enjoy it, and, and you know, sit on oh, the beach. Oh, nice. And, yeah, going to Hawaii, yeah. So nice. sit on the beach and enjoy yourself. we got a lot of brothers like out that. there that, that listen and watch us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. it'll be interesting if Smoke anybody yeah, yeah, if anybody yeah. pops up or says something or says yeah. what's up, you know. Yeah, if you're cool. in Hawaii, man, send that email, and we'll uh, we'll connect you with JB. I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you a, a text number or something like that. Yeah, I'll be on Maui and Kauai. Yeah, Maui and Kauai. That's gonna be great, dude. That's gonna be great. Oh man, yeah. Kauai. I love. I have a. I have a soft spot for Kauai because okay. the Grand Hyatt Kauai. Okay. Uh, I did all the wireless there. What? I'm a wireless yeah. engineer. Okay, yeah. I didn't and, know that. Okay, that crazy. Yeah. I did all the. I that and I I I got three free trips to Hawaii. Oh wow! And made some really good friends out there and stuff. That's cool. Heck yeah! And that was a few years back. And they're they're probably not running that same wireless there, but. Mm-hmm. But it was a big win for me, yeah. and, and I had my boss just grinding on me about. He's like, "We're not going to get this." There was some press coming out of it. Uh-huh. We're not going to get this unless you get it working, man. And and I killed it. I That's knocked so it great, out of the dude. park, man. That's awesome, That's, bro. And we got our press. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And a big bonus, probably. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So here, so here's my here, here's some thoughts. So let's go over two questions. Like I think the first question is, um, why do why does why do you Bad things happen to good people. Mm. That's the first one. And, You're saying and, questions that Christians ask inside their faith. No, 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 no. Questions that non-Christians ask Christians about their faith. Okay. Yeah. I just That's wanted important. to clarify because it's yeah. been a while since we said what we were sure, supposed sure. to talk about. Sure, sure. So <laughs> this is people look, from the outside looking in to Christianity. Okay. You know, and, and they're so sure about their God and everything else like that. So why does your God allow bad things to happen? I mean, you can you can go as little as, you know, and I don't mean make light of this as, as little as you know, d- divorce and children splitting up and everything. That, that that's not light. But then you go all to max where the Holocaust, you know, something like that. I mean, you've got all these things that are tragic things that or even the happen. flood. You the know? Fl- oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so you have you have these really tragic things that happen, and the question is, and, and sometimes they happen to our perception to good people. To our perception, they're like this. Somebody did, who we would say easily in our own hearts. They didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve sure. to go through that kind of mm. thing. So, I guess that's the that's the question that people ask. So, Vic, what's your first what's your first thought when you think of that? Well, well, I have two immediate thoughts. Sure. The, the first one is is this is kind of one of those uh, low hanging fruit questions that uh, sure. a lot of guys like to ask, and and mm. and or a lot of people like to ask, and and a lot of those people don't really care what the answer is. Sure, sure. Uh, but let's the, say somebody does. Let's but, say somebody, okay, yeah, so yeah. someone that cares about the thing, 
this can you can you can make a whole series of sermons out of this sure or you can uh, or it could be a very quick podcast and 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 i'm gonna go the quick route right we live in a fallen world Mm -hmm. and that that fallen nature applies to all of mankind not just not just unbelievers and not believers or whatever Mm -hmm. it it applies to everyone Mm -hmm. and when jesus left uh you know he he said um in the book of john he said that uh while I'm here, I do the works of the Father to glorify Him, and through through these works, I glorify Him. Mm-hmm. And and while it is day, the works can be done, but when the but when the night comes, the work the work will cease. Mm-hmm. When Jesus left, he Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." Mm-hmm. Jesus was the day; He was the light of the of day. Yeah, Jesus left. Okay, so. So, uh, and, and of course, bad things were already happening, mm-hmm. but, but we live in a decomposing, degrading world, nature that is happening, and it's going to continue to happen to everybody. Case in point, uh, uh, and only you guys and, and some close friends, by the way, I want to give a shout out to a couple of my boys in Patriarchal Smoke, mm-hmm. Stephen and Roger. Roger loves a bunch of your- uh, Oh, cool. Uh, Thanks, Roger. Home blend stuff. Yeah. But uh, Steve and Roger have stuck with me through thick and thin with Patriarchal Smoke, and I love those two guys. Mm. And uh, they're good brothers. Okay, so I told you just a couple of weeks ago, my wife was diagnosed with lymphoma. And- this Friday, she starts chemo. Mm-hmm. My wife is the last person on the planet who should have any form of cancer. Mm-hmm. She does not drink. She does not smoke. Mm-hmm. We, we just by our nature, we have always been, we're not health food nuts like tree huggers or something. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've always had a very healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Lots of fiber, lots of vegetables, lots, mm-hmm. of, lots of greens and stuff. Um, th- this is is what we are, and uh, so yeah, there was a, a when we first found out, I was like, whoa! It hit me like like uh, it hit me in the gut, man. It's like my wife, uh, Lord, are you kidding me? My wife, mm-hmm. she's lots of other people. I should have cancer before my wife does. Mm-hmm. You would think, <clears throat> but but. You know, this is Ecclesiastes. Solomon wrote about this. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it will continue that way uh, in until the return of the Lord. But the it, it all comes down, uh, uh, one of my favorite disciple songs, uh, Hardened. He says, you know, when these things happen, uh, someone rapes your sister. You're, you're dying. Uh, your mother's dying of cancer. You or you die in disaster. Whatever. Who do you turn to now? Everyone is at some point in their life going to face that situation and tragedy. Yeah. Where my friends can't say or do anything to help me. My mm-hmm. nothing. No amount. My hustle can't get me out of this. Right. My, you know, all this stuff, all my money can't get me out of this. Well, then where do you have to turn to? Because if you're not a believer, you have hopelessness. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. You have hopelessness right. because right. Uh, what if, if, uh, if something like this happens to you and you happen to pass away, 
you know, it's, goes to my questions about reason and about emotions and stuff. Why are we able to reason? You, people, people want proof of, of, of God, want proof of Jesus. Yeah, we're different from the animals because we can reason. Why can we reason? Why yeah. can we have this conversation? Yeah, yeah. And stuff? There's, not, they're not, there's not apes on a podcast. There was uh, yeah. absolute that, proof that God exists. Right. Absolutely. Right. Well, there was that quote on uh, G.I. Jane that I've said multiple times. I've never seen a, I've never seen a wild thing feeling sorry for itself. No. <laughs> That's no. pretty good. Yeah. A bird in a tree will freeze to death before it ever feels sorry for itself. Right. Sure. Right. Because they right. can't reason like that. Right. Yeah, they exactly. can't rationalize, I'm cold and I'm going to die. They're just like, I'm cold. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's my here's my thoughts for what you were saying, my, my dovetail off what you said. So when I'm asked this question, and it's frequent, it is frequent, and probably because <clears> people <throat> like to email and find me in the DMs, um, I say this. And this is this is literally what I believe. Uh, God is the only one good. Jesus asked the Pharisees at one point, and they asked they say they say you know, uh, good teacher. And he says, why do you call me good? You know, that's his admission that he's God. By the way, when he says that, it's right. an admission. He says the only God is good alone. You know, so he's saying I am good and I am God. And so they all know, and it's a premise that we should we we had in this country at one point, where we all knew that God was good. You know, now it's it's a very big question mark for a lot of people. Right, predicated on. Uh, I think human selfishness. Mm, and so, absolutely. And, and so, and because God isn't playing the song that we want and because God's not doing the things that we want or giving us the blessings that we want or anything else like that, well, then he's not a good God anymore. You know, he, maybe he was for my grandparents or my parents, but now I live in a day and age where nuclear war is closer than it ever has been. Mm. That war is coming to America, possibly closer than it ever has been. Election fraud, all these different things are on the forefront of the news all the time. Right. And take both outlets. It doesn't matter who it is. They're all talking about it. Sure. You know, so in the midst of that, people just go, well, God can't be good because look at all of this stuff happening. Here's the, here's the, here's the proof in the pudding. Um, ask, ask yourself the question, guys, if you're listening. Ask this question. In general, are human beings disposed to evil or good? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Now I want you to take that, your answer, and I want you to look over the past 2,000 years that we've had since the cross. Have we gotten better or have we gotten worse as a society? Mm. I mean, every society, every society, every, every empire that's ever ruled, every society that's ever, ever ruled, and you can always point it back to two issues in each society that has actually taken them down the rabbit hole of depravity and destruction and ultimately gone. Okay. Sexuality, that's the first one. Yep. The second one is money. Yep. Okay. Sexuality and money. The two the two things that have destroyed cultures, literally. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, nebulous, nebulous. We won't define what that means or anything, but they, and you'll see that come out continually from people versus the idea of like God is good, his standards are good regardless of what happens in my, in my life. So if God is good and he controls everything and he stands out of time, outside of time, there's no way of knowing why he does what he does. But there is a way, and I heard this one time in a sermon, I got to give a guy credit. You don't know what God's going to do, but you do have the ability to trust regardless of what he does. You right. do have, in the midst of whatever you go through, you have the ability, you do, yes, you do, you think you don't, but you do. You have the ability. That's called faith. All right. You have the ability to literally place your faith and your trust in the situation. That's why when when things happen here that don't go the way that we want it to go, 
I don't sit there and go, well, how, how do I hustle myself out of this? How do I get this done? How do I get this done? Now, a lot of business owners will do that. There's other things you can do. You can buy more advertising and do everything like that. I have my knees and go, God, what did I do wrong? And what do I have to do better? Let me go to you, the source, to find out how I can actually make this thing better. You know, we end up praying versus hustling, you know, all of a sudden. And, and, and here's the thing. Even if Zeal Cigars goes away tomorrow, like if it goes away tomorrow, which it won't, but let's say it goes away tomorrow. And, and, and people call that an L. Like, this, this is a big L. You know, mm. You're a big L in your life. Do you really care about the L more than you care about the one that you're trying to give glory to? I mean, because the L just terminates on you. But God never takes L's. He never does. And so no. he's got a greater purpose and a plan for every single thing. So, so here's, the, here's the overall answer to the question. It's impossible to know why God does what he does. We don't know. We don't know. I've had tragedy in my life. You've had tragedy in life. I've had friends that have cancer. Your wife has cancer. I mean, I, we all have those things. And why God allows those things to happen, we don't know. We, we really don't. But none of us deserve anything good, accordingly speaking. Right. Theologically speaking. We don't deserve. I mean, we, that's why my son said it this way. We deserve death. Yeah, de- death and hell, actually. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So uh, we were talking to our kids about this and, you know, what you deserve in life and stuff like that. Mm. They're real young. And my daughter, Savannah, is the, the obedient one. She's the oldest one, right? She's, yeah. she's, she's the obedient one. And, uh, and she, she thought that there's a cake. And all three of her kids wanted some cake. And she thought because she was the obedient one, she gets the bigger piece of cake. Is there three pieces? <laughs> and uh, and I said, I said, okay, okay. And she goes, I think I deserve that piece of cake. It's the biggest one and I'm the most obedient. My son looks at her and goes, you deserve death and hell. Be happy you're getting cake. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> but he's, he's getting theological with it all of a sudden, right? Oh, you know? my gosh, that's but, awesome. But, but, I, but I think that that's one of those things that when you theologically think about it, the fact that we deserve so, so, not, so much of nothing and God gives us so much joy even the people that are listening to this and you don't know what christianity or, or jesus is or anything else like that you have been blessed it's called common grace theologically speaking so that that ultimately you have this ability to search for god like it even says in scripture search for him you're gonna find him like if you really want to know who jesus christ is you can literally ask god show me who you are Look in scripture and you'll find there have been more people who come to Christ just through scripture than they will ever have any evangelist speaking. Right. You know, it's just true. You know, so if you don't know what that is, get yourself a Bible, start in the book of John, start reading about Jesus, and you're gonna it's gonna freak you out in the sense of what you find. Book of out. John, man, the the oh, yeah. the big, big most story. simple and at the same time most profound book in oh, yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Of uh, certainly of the gospels. Written by the favorite favorite disciple, John. Yeah. The one he loved. The one he loved. Peter was a loudmouth, you know. John was John was the one he loved. John, I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, every time I've fallen on my face, mm. uh, Jesus has been there to pick me up. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, for the person who doesn't now, here's here's something else I want to I want to get at though, because it, this is something that really sort of came home for me in the last uh, last few years. Mm. I went through a period of time. Now, th- th- this, this is a number of years back, but I went through a period of time where uh, I really, really hated homosexuality. Mm. And, to, and to, see, to see how prolific it was becoming on, on media and, mm. and everything, it just, I hated it so much that mm. I just, man, a, a rage would come up inside me. Mm. And I realized that is not of God. No, it's not. That is not of God. Yeah. And so I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, you need to help me. 
because I know this isn't right. Mm. I want to love people the way you love people. Mm -hmm. And, and so I spent a number of years praying about that. And I said, Lord, Mm. help me. Mm. And, and, and the Lord did, man, he, he absolutely did. Now that doesn't mean that, that I support that lifestyle or Mm. anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Jesus, book of John chapter seven said, uh, said, I did not come to the world to judge. Mm-hmm. I came, uh, I came to for salvation. Mm-hmm. He said, you've already been judged by the word of God. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Now that's him also. Sure. Sure. But he's saying, look, the same reason why he gave uh, Levitical law to the Israelites and stuff. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. do you know when you're sinning? Well, here, I'm going to give you some guidelines. This is how you know how you're sinning. <laughs> like and by the way, hundred of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, it's also how you know yeah. that you're not going to get, dig yourself out of this hole. Oh yeah. You can't do it. That's one of the most common. That's one of the most common misconceptions about the 10 commandments or anything else like that. Or Levitical law is that God gave these to you to follow so that you could be, you could be saved. No, it actually states the whole purpose for God giving you all these commandments was to break you in the fact in your spirit that you cannot obey this and that you need help from him. Right. Okay. To be saved and to be, and so, to, so it actually says, and I think it's in, it's in Romans. Um, gosh, I can't remember where it's at now. I'm going blank. But the, the point where it says the law was given so the trespass might increase. Okay. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Right. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So I think that there's that, that moment to where, you know, you understand the law was given, so you you would understand that the trespass the, the, the trespass is, is impossible. Law law was given, so that would happen. So when you think about the Old Testament law and all its rules and all its regulations, it's meant to it's meant to say nobody can follow this, nobody can do this. Right. Like the whole reason we have to do a sacrificial system right now is to foreshadow what I'm ultimately going to do for you on the cross. Right. Like all the all the blood, all the sacrifice, and everything. That's why the the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Yet you have. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a cheap preaching boss real quick, and I gotta stop this by four, so I only have 15 minutes. So, here, <laughs> so here's my here's my thought. The, the the cleaning up of the cross is so vile to me because in my research, in my study, and everything that I've that I've looked into in seminary and Bible stu- Bible college, and even my work as a pastor, I will tell you the one thing about the cross is it was brutal. It was bloody and it was disgusting. It was never something that was cleaned up and just an image. The fact that we wear it on our on our necklaces is absolutely crazy mm. that we have that. I mean, it really it's a torture device. It really is. And the yeah. Romans, it started in Persia, by the way. And, and the Romans literally are the ones that perfected it because they wanted to see people suffer. And they only How long re- can we make it last? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. They, and they and they got into days. I mean like and fi- and by the way, the only artifact that we have of a Roman crucifixion is a the 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 standing the standing piece where the ankles would go. And we see this all the time where the feet are over like this. That's not how they actually crucified people. When we with the actual artifact we have is they put their their feet on the sides of the beam and they would nail nails through each ankle because the sciatic nerve goes all the way down towards the Achilles heel. Okay. And it would be more painful that way. Oh good. So they would, so, so that would be not nearly as painful with your feet crossed on like a little stand. Right. Not only that happened, but we actually have historical evidence that proves that if a man was sitting down, okay, they would maybe give him a seat. He was sitting, he would sit down there and you typically die of asphyxiation. Okay. Right. I can't say it. Uh, (laughs) 
and you have to pull yourself up, okay, in order to breathe and right. pull yourself up with nails in your wrist and your hand probably tied to the cross beam. There is there is actual historical uh, actual historical artifacts and evidence that men, if they wanted to use a really really good example, they would take the penis of the man and nail it through the penis into the seat that he would have to sit on. Therefore, he couldn't lift himself up, he, or he'd have to just rip it off in order to do that. Dude, okay. you're, you're making so, me cringe, okay. man. Right, right. So <laughs> I, I want to say this. I want to say it's the reason, the reason it has to be that way. The reason it has to be bloody, awful, disgusting is that was what was done to our God. Okay. And the reason it had to be bloody, ugly, and disgusting is because that's how God sees our sin. That's how it has to be. And so when he pours out all the wrath on Jesus, the, the, the second in the, in the triune, uh, the Trinity, if you would, of God, he pours out his wrath on Jesus. Okay, right there. The right. reason it has to be bloody and disgusting is that's how God sees our sin. And when Jesus dies to that, it's settled there. When he says, Elo, Elo, Lamo Shabbatani, it is done. It's done. It is finished. <clears throat> it's done. All God's wrath is on Jesus, not on you. When, when you place faith in Christ, okay, as Lord and Savior, his wrath doesn't rest on you. You don't get wrath from God. So if something happens here, I might get disciplined because my dad loves me. Okay, right. not because my not because I'm not my my dad's kid. Okay, that's the big thing, and that that's the transition. So in in that regard, when you're thinking through judgment, you're thinking through like I wanted to make that brutal because I wanted you to see that. I I think people a lot of times see the the cleaned up version of the cross. We celebrate Easter; it's an empty cross, which is proper and, and, and awesome. Mm. But I want but I want people to understand that Good Friday. You don't get Easter without Good Friday. Right. And, and, and what I remember, and this I get choked about this, what I remember more and more is that every time I, I walk away, every time I sin, or every time I, I do something stupid that embarrasses God, I go back to the cross, the bloody, the bloody brutal, awful cross that he died on me for, you know, so, you know, so, or died on, died on for me. Right. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, okay, that's what my sin's Perspective. done. Yeah, that's what my sin has done. And the great thing is God's just, ultimately all forgiving, all loving. He's like, and that's why I rose. That's why I rose to give you new life, son. So here's, here's, here's grace for this mistake. Here's grace for this forgiveness. Here's great. Here's grace for these things. And that's the beautiful thing, you know, of the cross. So that's the first question is if God's not good. Second question. Okay. We got 10 minutes. Here we okay. go. We've got 10 minutes. We 10 got to solve, solve the, solve the mysteries of the, of the, <laughs> of the universe in 10 minutes. Here we go. <laughs> the number one reason people don't come to church or, or, or like Christianity is because we're too judgmental. That's the number one thing given in every single statistic. Yeah. How, how do you solve that? Again, go back to the word of God. Look mm -hmm. at the, the, nobody gave a more perfect model than Jesus himself. Mm. Jesus, when they brought the, uh, uh, when they bought, brought the adulteress to Jesus, mm -hmm. Jesus said, uh, let those who among you have no sin throw the first stone. Okay. They all leave because of course they've sinned and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, and I love this because there's multiple examples of Jesus doing this. He said to her, where have your, where have your accusers gone? Well, they left and whatever he said, neither do I judge you mm. now go and sin no more. Mm. So Jesus called out her sin. Right. He said, yeah, you've sinned. Right. And now I'm the savior. I'm mm -hmm. not judging you on this. Mm -hmm. What are you going to go do about it? Mm. What are you going to go do about it? Right. He did the same thing with the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And uh, over and over again, we see this example. And this is the problem. Uh, th this is what Christians 
need to resolve within themselves is, look, yeah, it sucks that we're getting a lot of this crap shoved down our throats uh, mm-hmm. through through media and through Netflix and all this stuff nowadays right, right. and stuff. But it doesn't change the fact that that person is your brother or sister. Right. That person, yeah. God created them just like he created in, you. In his image. And exactly. you let yeah. God work it out. You let them work it out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he, he said that because mm-hmm. he's like, it, now it's up to you. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus said, I'm not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. You go, you know, I, I just called out your sin. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Now go do something about it. Mm-hmm. Get in the word. Come follow me. Whatever. You want to you want to uh, you want to have an understanding of that stuff. Have you seen this new article? I, I I'll send it to you. I just started reading it this morning. Um, there's there has been um, an article just came out that the word the word homosexuality mm-hmm. showed up in the Bible in 1946, 1949, something like that. Okay. The word. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now they're saying that it was. It was by mistake that the word was put in there, and so it collapses all of the arguments that Christians have uh, against homosexuality and everything. Okay. <laughs> Look, anytime you put any faith in the constructs of man, you're going to have the disappointment that come with the constructs of man. Mm. That, because if 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 that, but because that's what we do. We w- mm. you leave a person to their own imagination, their own machinations and stuff. Mm-hmm. We can justify anything. Oh, of course. We can yeah. justify any way sure, that we sure, feel anything sure. like this and that. Yeah. So if if we can and all this bull crap about mm-hmm. your truth and my truth and stuff, <laughs> there is only one source of a source of truth, right, and it right. is called the Word of God. Yeah. So you want to understand what truth is? There has to be an absolute truth, right? Because right. if there is not <laughs> an absolute truth, then there's no reason why I can't go be a pedophile or right. go be a, ra- a rapist or right. a murderer or anything else. You say it's wrong, but in and to me, it's not wrong. So yeah. when you've erased the standard, the standard is gone. Right. So when you when you say things like there is no such thing as absolute truth, that's an absolute statement, which makes it null and void, right? <laughs> yeah. So when I hear people say that, I mean, there's obviously an absolute truth, and God is the God is the center of that, and the Word of God is is, is primary on that. I think I think the thing that a lot of people will um, be frustrated with Christians about, in particular, is that there is, and I and I used to do this a lot. And I think it is expecting someone to be held to the same standards that you are because mm-hmm. you follow Jesus and they don't. And so I have I have several friends of mine, uh, dear friends who I love and some I'm even business with that uh, would say they're not followers of Jesus. They would just be very, very brutal, brilliant honest about that. Um, respect my faith very greatly. And I, and I, and I love them. They're dear brothers of mine. They, sure. These, these will be guys that carry my casket, no doubt. You know, and <clears throat> there's a... Uh, I think I think the 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 big thing is one of the ways our relationship works so well is I don't expect them to have the same standards I do because of my faith. I, I really don't. Right. I, there are certain standards I do expect them to have by nature of they're a, they're a man of chivalry and they're man man made in the image of God and things like that. I do, and they and they know that too. We've all <clears throat> we've talked about that before, um, <clears throat> but I think that that's that's something I think that as somebody who's on the outside looking into Christianity, they see this real 
judgy group of people that will not give any grace to anything, any kind of mess that they're in. Right. If you would. And I just, I would point back again to scripture and say, look at the messiest people that God used in scripture. Absolutely. We, we, we have somebody who, uh, we the have, guy that wrote most of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Slaughtered millions yeah, of Paul, people. Yeah. Paul, I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, here, here let, me, let me go into this. Like think, think through, let's think through David, who was who most likely a king who raped Bathsheba. Okay. If we're going to get into it, he says the king can have any woman he wants. Uh, he knew she was married and the kid then killed her husband. Right. Okay. He, he was a murderer. Yep. Okay. After that, uh, did God use him? God absolutely used yes, him. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. There was consequences. But, oh, he said, absolutely. hey, boy, was, you're not going to get to build the temple. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, God absolutely it's, it's, used him. Their, their, their son also died, you know, I mean, yep. as well. So, I mean, there's, there's absolute consequences going on. But I, what I want to say is that God uses messy people like crazy. So a lot of people think in order to come to God, you have to clean yourself up to come to, come to him. Oh, that's Let what God, Jesus is that's for, it. man. God cleans you. That's the best part. And the great thing about being a, being a believer is the rest of your life is a great cleansing. The rest of your life is this Absolutely. beautiful thing where God aligns your will and what you want with what he has for you. And it's so much better than you could ever picked out for yourself. That's the craziest thing I never get. I'm, I'm like, people are like, I have my job. I have my will. I want to do. I'm like, the best thing I ever did is let God pick my life trajectory, pick my wife, pick these things. And I got ble- my kids. I got blessed with the absolute, what I think is the absolute best life I could have ever done for myself. If I would have chose my own way, if I would have chose my own way, there, w- there would be more fame and money. Okay. Cause I probably play, play in the NFL. That's what I like to think, right? Like, there's no way. There's no way that would happen. Okay, but you know, if I there would be more, and I would just my my glory and my ego would be absolutely un unfathomably huge, and it would terminate on me. Exploded. Yeah, yeah it would terminate on me, and not anybody else. I wouldn't glorify anyone but myself, and put myself out there, and build my brand, and all these different things. Yeah. Versus like, now I I exist. You know the the, the term zeal. Okay, zeal for your house will consume me. Mm. Okay, so like understand all these terms, all the all these things like that. They all have meaning yeah. to who we are. Kismet, the, the, storm chaser. Oh, I everything, mean, all of them, everything man. that we have, all the all the kings come back, kings envy, all these different things that we have in zeal. Our house brands in particular, storm chaser. That's Job thirty nine one. Everything that we have always has biblical under undertones to, for the purpose of letting people know that there's a God who radically loves them, that came to this earth to die for their sin so that they could have a right relationship with him and be put on the best trajectory for their life ever. That's the bigger, bigger purpose of zeal and what we want to do. And we know it doesn't just stop with cigars because we got other companies that we're launching as well. That's awesome. You know, which is going to be great. I, I want to say one last thing. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Go the, ahead. the thing, the thing that, any Christians out there listening to this, if if you know people uh, who, whatever whatever the thing is, maybe they're voting blue and you vote red and, and that, that's a cardinal sin to you or whatever, uh, whatever the thing is, you, it, that, that thing is not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. Right. I need to get into intimate <clears throat> relationship with mm-hmm. with broken people right which i should be able to do because i'm broken myself yeah and regardless yeah. of of right. what that brokenness is hey did you uh you've heard about this story about this guy in 2019 that went to the pride parade and and gave out free dad hugs no so, i don't know that story okay so 2019 this guy th- there was a a woman that started a, a organization called free mom hugs and, mm-hmm. and she supports the lgbt thing mm-hmm. and all that and she was going and she's giving these uh, kids hugs and stuff mm-hmm. and this guy was like well surely there's 
uh, a number of those people that have been rejected by their families, rejected by their friends, whatever, mm. that just need a dad hug. Now, I don't know if he's a believer or anything. Sure, I, sure. I don't know any of that. Sure. What grabbed me about that was this guy went and he had some of these kids embrace him and they wouldn't let go of him and they yeah. would sob into his shoulder and I stuff bet. and just I just bet. hold on to him and stuff because they they were just like i just need someone to love me well and uh, that's what we are called to do absolutely and lgbtq whatever other words under, underneath there like aside imagines i mean there's so many people broken and hurt over relationships today yeah that that didn't have i mean if we just talk about father fatherhood well, this needs to be like a 10-hour podcast, but like yeah. if, we, yeah. if we were just talking about fatherhood, like, I mean, in certain parts of the country, 70% of young of, of young kids go to sleep without a father in the home. It's that high? Oh, absolutely. It's that even higher in some me, areas. Man. 80% Holy in some crap, areas. Dude. That so, kills me. So, like, to go in there and say, I want to I start something that, that teaches these young men that don't have dads how to be a dad. Because the biggest thing, and I'll tell you what, everybody gets, oh, this will be the last word of the evening. Everyone will agree with it, and if you don't agree with it, go look and do, do history. <laughs> <clears throat> there is only one person in a society that can change, make, or break it. It's only one person. It really is. You can go through every, you can go through Persian, Roman, you know, Mesopotamian. You can go through every society there is on earth. I, I'm a little bit of a historian, if not anything. I'll say this. It always comes back to the father. Yep. The father loves the mother, loves his wife. Love the kids, the family, and the society together are set on this trajectory of absolute human flourishing and everything else how God intended it. Over and, and over again. It, it yeah. does it so well. And when you get away from that, that's why everyone's screaming. That's why these crazy Christians are screaming with their heads off like, like guys, wake up, wake up. It's a nuclear family. That's why we, we, we want to bless people. We want, I want my kids to have the greatest absolute nuclear family in the entire world. Mary, I've been married for 27 years now to the same woman, my, 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 my wife, who has bore me three wonderful children, who was my best friend, my lifelong partner, and everything else like that. And it just gets better and better and better. It's like it's like fine wine. It's great. Jamie Reef, I love you. If you listen to this, which you probably won't, but I, I want to declare that because I think it's really important that we show people like there's still guys that stick around. There's still dads that like are actively involved. Yeah. There's guys that care and they will I will sacrifice if it came down tomorrow I had to sell everything to get one of my kids, you know, free from something. Name it. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Right. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Because that's and that is not even an a, a one one millionth of how God feels about us, right? Hundred percent, guys. So as exactly. much as I'm telling you how much I love my wife and my kids, God feels that much way about you. So, with that said, guys, that was the last word. Amen. I gotta get out of here, and and I got an appointment walking in here. Thank you so very much for listening to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast. Again, anything you heard today, which is probably a lot, go ahead and go over to our Gmail. Email us at Cut Light Smoke Podcast at Gmail. Dot com all one word cut light smoke podcast at gmail.com we're out of here like last year peace thank you